Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I'm your host, Steve Blaschuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On Thursdays, it's just me talking about something that is trending in the fitness or health community. Maybe it's interconnected with business for personal trainers. Maybe it's just uh, generalized information that's trending in our industry. Also, sometimes I hit on something in a previous podcast with a guest And I really want to unpack that and talk about that more because it was intriguing. We didn't get the chance to. But today it's going to be the former, something that's trending. Actually, probably two different topics. First, quickly, there was a viral video of a girl going around in the gym. And I believe she was somewhere in the UK. I think she was like an OnlyFans star. We found out afterwards. But basically, she's doing like hip thrusters. And in the mirror, she can see that there's a guy staring at her the whole time. She's talking to her quote unquote fans in her little microphone and saying, I can't believe this guy's staring at me. You know, he's so feral, unbelievable. Like, why do these guys do this at the gym? And he walked over to her and eventually he tried to, like, help her the weights properly or something. And, she, you know, she kind of flipped out at him. I, I think they're both wrong in, in this case, right? Everyone's, like, sort of picking sides. I've talked about this before on my podcast. There's no reason to approach a female at the gym. There's really no reason to approach anybody at the gym unless you think that they are in immediate danger that they can do acute damage to themselves. So for example, if you're somebody who has been Olympic lifting your whole life and you know how to do the snatch perfectly and you, you're you watching somebody with weight that's obviously too heavy doing the form horrifically and you're like, this person can is going to drop this weight on themselves and hurt themselves immediately. Then you find a nice way to go over to them and say, oh, hey, what's up? My name is John. Just to let you know, I've been Olympic lifting my whole life and I, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned uh, that weight seems a little too heavy for you. It, you know, is would you mind if I showed you the exact form? I, I don't mean to be rude and maybe we can drop the weight a little bit. I'd love to help you. Something along those lines, right? Because you, you think they're in immediate danger with the weights. Somebody who you just saw struggle with 185 puts two more whole plates on and they're going to try to do this and they don't have a spotter. Well, maybe you want to be close to them just in case they need a spotter. It's good to have your eyes peeled open in the gym to help people, but not to use it as a way to approach females or males or whoever at the gym because you want to start a conversation with people. A lot of times, the gym is a release for people. They have kids, they have jobs, they are maybe naturally introverts and they have to be extroverted all day long talking to people, being at their job. So they want to use the gym as their alone time. It's their, it's their safe haven. It's their sanctuary. They, they like the solitude of putting on their music and just disassociating with the, the rest of society, getting their burn and getting out of the gym. So, so let's not approach people. But, but secondly here, the, 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 the other looming problem here is these fake fitness influencers. This girl's doing it terribly. She has no idea how to do a hip thruster. She's got 70 pounds on her, right? That's not, that's not an exercise you do with 70 pounds. This is, an, this is a high weight exercise. If you don't have the ability to engage your glutes, to specifically engage the glute max or the glute min, then you shouldn't be doing an exercise like that anyway. That's not an exercise you're doing with 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 light weights because you're not tar- you're not targeting enough. You're you're recruiting other muscles. That's a whole nother story. She doesn't know what she's doing. Really, that's what I want to say. I won't I won't go into the details of why she shouldn't do that exercise, but why everyone tries to be a fitness influencer now and they don't have any knowledge. I drive a car every day. That doesn't mean that I'm going to give people information about cars, about how to fix cars, about how to use cars, about what the best car is. I just drive it every day. If you go to the gym every day, that doesn't mean you know anything. You know about your body, what you like to do and what works for you. That does not mean it works for everybody else. A Volkswagen is not the same as a Lamborghini. It's not the same as a Beetle. They're all different. 
They all, they're all, they need a specific mechanic who, who studies these things, who understands these things. You don't know these just because you're a fitness influencer. I don't care what you look like. You only know how to work with your body. You've never worked with anyone else. You don't have the credentials. So let's stop this fitness influencing nonsense. And that will also uh, solve a lot of our problems here. So that, that's my, that's tirade number one. I'll get that out of the way. This, the second thing I want to talk about here today is, you know, everybody has some form of imposter syndrome, regardless of what you're doing, unless you've been doing something for 30 or 40 or 50 years. But typically, even then, you'll get thrown into situations where sometimes you'll have an imposter syndrome because it might not be exactly 100% in line with what you do. It might be a little bit out of, out of your, your wheelhouse here. So as personal trainers, sometimes maybe you're 10 or 15 pounds overweight because you're a young mom and you just had a baby and you're trying to get back into shape. But now you have to be in front of the gym in front of all the other personal trainers and all these other people who are in better shape than you, yet you're walking around a client around the gym and you think people are looking at you saying, what the, what the heck is this girl doing training this person? She's 15 pounds overweight. What does she know? Maybe you're a guy who struggles to put on weight. And because you have so many clients and because you're studying and maybe you're trying to get your master's in, in something because you, you want to be a, a strength training coach, you're, struggling, you're really struggling to put on weight right now. And you know, you're six foot 170 and you, you look like a beanpole and you're wondering, uh, clients are wondering why you're teaching everyone these Olympic lifting movements when you yourself are, are so tiny and skinny because you don't have the time to eat and train properly because you're so busy doing everything. Maybe you're somebody who is 64 years old. So of course, you're not going to be as good a shape as you were when you're 34 years old. And you're worried about people looking at you because you know I'm the older trainer in the room and everyone else is younger. We all have some version of insecurity, whatever that is, whether it's an academic insecurity, whether it is a, a physical insecurity, we're all going to have it. Maybe it's a, we're all going to have it. Maybe it's a uh, psychological insecurity. You just, you're just someone who doesn't like people looking at you when you're training or you think people are listening into your conversations and you're worried about what you're telling your client and that uh, someone else overhearing it and disagreeing with it, right? That, that it's really tough because personal trainers are not always in that one-on-one -on -one space. You're in front of a lot of people. So naturally, you're going to get that imposter syndrome even more so than a lot of other careers. But I will tell you that the easiest way to get over imposter syndrome is to start getting compliments. And I know this, this all sounds very obvious, but the easiest way to get compliments is to be nice to people. You have to, you can't just, I don't care if you're an extrovert, you can't go in the gym and not be nice to everyone. You have to be overly nice to your client. You have to be nice to the people around you. You have to get to know everyone. You have to shake their hands. You have to introduce yourself. This doesn't mean you have to give them unsolicited information, like that guy was trying to give that girl in the viral video. You don't have to do that. You can still introduce yourself and say, hey, what's up? Where you're from? What's going on? Be, be the person that everyone want, like, smiles around when you're in the gym. That sort of infectious personality, even if you don't have it, try. Do your best to do that. In addition to that, make sure you're doing the right things with your clients so they spread the word that you're doing a good job. You start getting compliments and then you build that confidence, which is going to lessen and lessen your imposter syndrome. Keep that strategic two-way communication going. Ask your client, where do you feel it? Oh, does it hurt here? Oh, great. Oh, you're not feeling it there? Let's try another exercise. Great job. You did 10. Let's, let's do a few more because these were so easy for you. What's your favorite exercise? How are you doing today? How are the kids? Keep that conversation going with your client at all times. It also allows you to kind of feel out their breathing pattern and how hard they're working. If you're, if you're continuous, continuously conversing with them, you can tell how hard they're working by their responses, by their breathing patterns. In addition to that... <laughs> Make sure you're creative. You're not bringing the clients to the same exercises every time because they like it and other people see that as well. You'll start getting compliments and you'll lessen that imposter syndrome. So 
I know this sounds so obvious, but the best way to get over imposter syndrome is to start building confidence. The best way to start building confidence is to get compliments. The best way to get compliments is to simply be nice to people. Do the right things. Be nice to your clients. Pay attention to them. Put your phone down. I was in a gym today. There was two different trainers. It was like, I, I wish I could have filmed it and posted it on YouTube. There was an older trainer, an older African-American man who was amazing. He had the coolest exercises. He was in constantly engaging with his clients. He was giving them the, just the right amount of breaks in between. He was challenging them, you could tell, with new things. He was giving them the, you know, sort of the, the rah-rah cheer on when they were struggling a little bit. He was there spotting them. He had eyes on them the entire time. And in addition to that, when they were resting, he was looking around the gym to make sure that if he was going to go to another exercise, that, that that potential equipment was open for him, right? He was thinking ahead. Then there was another kid, just, just some young punk who was probably 22 years old, who's on his phone while his 78-year-old client is standing on a BOSU. He's not spotting the guy the guy's lifting his legs up on the BOSU. It didn't seem like they were doing it for time or repetitions. He was just having the guy do it. Yeah, the guy had a wall next to him to spot himself. But it's like, come on. People see this in the gym. No one's going to want to use you. You're going to get this guy injured. What are you doing? And I get that people have bad days. Or maybe, you know, maybe he got a text from his wife and said, our kid is sick. I don't know what to do, right? So I'm not judging uh, this particular instance, but I've seen this kid many of times. This is the gym I go to. He does it all the time. He's always looking at his phone while he's working with his clients. His clients are never doing anything that seems to be for a reason, right? It's not for a specific time or repetitions. He just has them do it and tells them to stop at some random point. And it's embarrassing to me as, as someone who takes pride in the profession and wants to yell at in influencers. But yet this kid is essentially in knowledge and ability to help people than an influencer. So we have to clean up the industry. And one way to do that without talking about the certifications and education is just to start caring for our clients. Focusing on making sure we have constant eyes on our client, constant communication, that you wake up a little early, you get to the gym, you see which equipment is working, see which equipment is not, so that you can base your plan off around that. Because if you have a plan and you walk in five minutes late and that equipment's broken or, or unused, you're not going to be able to program properly for your client. Make sure you have an idea of who's coming. Leave five or 10 minutes in between each session. Don't book 60-minute sessions back-to-back -back so that you could adjust. You can get some water. You can get some food so you're not hangry. Make sure if you're running a group fitness class that the music is working. Don't show up two minutes before class and try to turn on the, the systems. Get there 10 minutes before. Demo the music. Go through the process. Make sure all the equipment's there that's supposed to be there. This is not difficult, right? If you care about your job, this, these are the things you do in any career, in any profession. But we have to differentiate ourselves from the influencers. And the one we, way we do that is that we care more and we go above and beyond. This has been a Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.